Tubin is an arcade port with real wacky sound effects. We take a deep dive into the river on Amigos, everything Amiga. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about tubing. Yeah, man, tubing. On a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Aaron, have you ever been tubing? I have been tubing. Tell bunch of different places. It. It's great. I mean, most of the time, you uh, get you an old inner tube, mm -hmm. throw that thing in the pool or river, or you know, if you're at a, a place that's got a big set of pools, mm -hmm. they've got like those things you float around in. It's fun, you know, it's not too bad. I've never been tubing in a river like this one, have nor ever, would I. Have you ever been tubing where you're actually pulled by a boat? I have not done that, no. I did that a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Eep and I went to visit my, my best college friend who yeah. owns a boat down in Virginia. And uh, his wife took control, and me and him got on the back of this tube. And this is one of these tubes that's like... Massive. It's big enough for two grown men. Where do they get there. those? Where the do those go store. in? Is there? A, do they go in something? No, no. no. This is this is the, built for this activity. I see. I understand. Okay. Purpose built tube. Yeah. It's like the tubes at the wave pool. They're I not putting you. those in lawnmowers. <laughs> so anyway, you get on this thing and the boat starts going about twenty-five miles an hour. But when you're on the tube, it feels like you're going twenty-five thousand miles. Oh, an twenty-five. Hour. Pretty fast yeah. boat. And so you're flying, and my your eyes get like this, and there's water splashing everywhere. Yeah. And Greg's like, "Isn't this fun?" I was terrified. <laughs> I was terrified. How were you sitting in the tube? Yeah, I wasn't. You 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 mount the tube, okay, in the traditional position. What's that mean? And then you grab on there's handles, okay, and you grab like this, and then you're just laying flat on the tube, wides dragging you across the water. See, I usually get the inner tube with the old butt in the, in the donut hole. Yeah, that's the lazy river technique. That's right. I that's like the, that. That's but much better. What you were in is the is the is the uh, flat belly doom. That's technique. right. That's right. Is the hole still in the tube? The tube there's no hole. So this is just a big like a floater. You, whenever you catch the wake, you go up into the air, yeah. and then you smack that water, bam, and you're holding on for dear life. Did did you did fall off at any point? No, I was scared to fall off. Well, I mean, but you don't want to. That's, no, it's like one of those bucking broncos. Because one of because like by the time the, the the by the time you fall off, you're floundering about. The boat has to circle back around and get you. Would you do this again? Never. <laughs> Never. Have you ever been water skiing? If I can't handle tubing, do you think I can do water skiing? You're not going to realize guys that water skiing like that, just with your feet? You ever those guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's insanity is what that is. <laughs> I don't know how they do that stuff. Yeah. I'm like you. It's like I never saw the appeal. It's like, let me get this straight. You're going to pull me down a river. You never know what's in the river, number one. Yeah. Because it's local rivers. Right. They can pull you right through like toxic waste mm -hmm. or a rock. Not or to whatever. mention, much like the rivers in this game, there's people fishing from the banks. There's probably all kinds of lures and stuff out there. And then you can fall off. I see videos of people like going like four stores up in the air and flying off. Right. That can't feel good. Right. In fact, kiting is a thing. Kiting? Yeah, what's kiting that mean? is where you get, instead of a tube, you, you basically get on like a large flat surface, right? Yeah. And you're hanging on, and you, the boat starts going so fast that you get up in the air, and yeah. then it's a hang gliding situation, except you're still tethered to the boat. That sounds horrible. 39 people have died since 2005. You know, kiting. you ever see those people that like hook a, a, a glider to the back of a boat? You yeah, know? like parasail. Right. Mm -hmm. you, know, you, ever, you know the wrestler Brutus the Barber Beefcake? I do. He had his face ripped off doing that. Oh. It was ripped off. Oh, my God. So yeah, I'm out on all that stuff. Yeah. I'm the lazy river type. Yeah. In fact, I like the kind of rap you get in that thing with a with the cool adult beverage. That's right. 
You know, and then you cruise down the lazy river. That's the kind of thing I'm into. The boat, no boat. The only boat I'd get hooked on is like a paddle boat. That way they can't build up too much speed. Yeah, yeah. Paddle boating is an exciting subject we'll tackle in the next Ridiculous Band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron, tubing. Yeah. So, first of all, let's, let's talk about the history of tubing. It's an activity with a long storied history. <laughs> is it really? First of all, did you know in New Zealand, the activity is known as biscuiting? <laughs> well, no, I didn't know that boat. <laughs> so, tubing, uh, uh, according to Wikipedia, was invented on the Black River in Missouri by Jan and Harriet Wright of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. How could they possibly know that? Is the, I'm, the sources are disputed. Sources are disputed. <laughs> just two geeks like, oh yeah, we did that. Did they just get an old tire and, that, and then they invented it? That's the thing. Like, I have a feeling that most facts from history were just made up, <laughs> and nobody could counter them. There was no comment section in the magazine. <laughs> That's true. You're right. So. Everything before the internet, you can dispute. What they, what it brought it about was the was the you know as automobiles became more and more popular, inner tubes began to proliferate. Uh, oh, you know, okay, yeah. We continue to see them scattered on the roadside to this very day. Yeah. So, tubing is the first arcade game to capitalize on this, and as far as I know, it's one of the few that exists. <laughs> I, I mean, can't think of too many other ones. Yeah, that had tubing. yeah. And unfortunately, there was no tubing too. Oh I'm man, spoil that one early. So, Tubin was released by Atari Games and Midway Games in 1988. Uh, first of all, Aaron, I thought that this was a much earlier game. I thought this was like 84, 85. Did you have any idea this was that late in the game? I did figure it was. I mean, because of the, it's just the visuals, the, the, uh, this is sort of like what I think of. It's like you've had your paper boy, right? That era. These are the, this is the stuff that came along. That were like in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I thought. I thought graphically, this is about. I mean, it's a little bit prettier than Paperboy. Oh yeah, but yeah. it's in the same. It's in the same wheelhouse. The uh, audio is way better. The audio yeah. is way better. You're right. So th this game features two playable characters: Biff, uh, not from Back of the Future, and Jet, who compete in a river race uh, against the computer or another player. Uh, the game is, uh, I would call it, uh, a, a colorful romp down a lazy river full of obstacles and things that are trying to sink your tube. Yeah, and also it's not that lazy. There's waterfalls and stuff. There's a <laughs> satanic part of the river. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a more active yeah, river. Yeah. Uh, so Tubin was developed by the Atari Games Corporation, which was a subsidiary of Atari that focused on arcade games. Uh, the game was designed by Milt Looper, who also worked on games like Paperboy, yep. 720, and Road Blasters. You can, you can so tell. You it's can got tell. some of the same sound effects. Mm -hmm. The the gameplay has a similar... It reminds me to a certain degree of Paperboy, uh, and that's not a bad thing in my, right. in my mind. Right. Uh, the, uh, the game's graphics were created by Will Noble and Mark West. Uh, they drew the graphics for Marble Madness, Rampart, yep. and Steel Talons. Are you familiar with Steel Talons? I've, I remember the name. I don't remember playing it. I haven't it. played that one. Uh, the game's music was composed by Brad Fuller, who worked on Zybots, Clax, and Cyberball. Uh, Tubin was uh, published uh, in, uh, in, by Atari Games Corporation in North America and Domark Software in Europe. Uh, this game was also licensed to Harmony Gold for distribution in Japan. It's a good name. Harmony, Harmony Gold. Gold. <laughs> I like that. Uh, the game was later ported to various home computers and consoles by Midway, 
who acquired Atari games in 1996. You remember when that went down? Yeah. Midway bought Atari. It's funny because Atari went to war with itself for a while. Mm -hmm. It's it's console division and it's it's arcade division. It didn't get along. Yeah, Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, you got that right. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's time to talk about the game lore, Aaron. All right, yeah. Okay. So, Tubin is set in various rivers around the world and beyond. Uh, the game has three different classes of difficulty, each with five rivers. So the rivers, you got your Colorado River, your Amazon River, the Nile, pretty much any 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 river that's a famous river is represented in this game. But you also have the River Styx yes. in this game. Yes. Not a river that's commonly tuned no, down. No, no. You've also got the Canals of Mars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go back in time to the Jurassic time period. Uh, you go all over the world in this on, in the, on these rivers in your tubes. Uh, the game's story is is simple. Uh, Biff and Jet are two friends who love tubing, and they decide to enter a river race. Uh, this is a crazy river race. No kidding. So there's all kinds of uh, is is on the river. There's all kinds of obstacles. There's crocodiles, fishermen, ghosts, aliens, dinosaurs. Pretty much anything they could throw in Creature there. Creature from the back get. lagoons right, in there. There's right. all kinds of stuff in there. So Biff is your typical blonde-haired, muscular fellow who wears a red cap and a blue shirt. Uh, Jet is a brown-haired guy. Uh, he's the default two-player character. If you play this game in the arcade, uh, then uh, then you have a your, your the other player plays along with you, uh, and it's not a one-player-only affair. Right. Um, get it quite a race. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the cabinet of this game, Aaron. You've got a cab- representation of the cabinet there on the side of the screen. Yeah. This is a real interesting-looking game physically. Uh, the the marquee is large. It almost looks like a Dragon's Lair marquee, but instead of the other, instead of another screen being mounted up there, it's just a really big uh, square shaped marquee. Do you remember seeing this one in the arcade? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It has a big square. Uh, picture mm-hmm. of a mark as the marquee. It's a good looking picture too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an unusual. You'll recall 720 also had a wacky cabinet with a wacky shape and the radio at the top. So Atari would break these out sometimes. This isn't as memorable as that, but it's definitely one that stands out. And occasionally, I would see conversions mm-hmm. that use tube, and they always look weird. Because they had to come up with something to put up there where the marquee was. Right. This game is also unusual because it does not employ a joystick or yoke. Uh, this game is button-driven 100%. Yeah. You've got buttons to flap your arms in either direction, to paddle backwards or <laughs> I forwards. I love your flap your arms motion. Do that again. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> That's what that is. Maybe that wasn't why I was successful on tubing. No. <laughs> you look like a bird. It's about its last leg. <laughs> so... Um, this was, of course, the, the one of the first arcade games, if not the first, to feature tubing as a theme. Um, it was uh, one, also one of the first games to use a lot of digitized speech. Yeah, these guys are talking all the time. They're they're saying wacky things. They're going, ah! yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. They they mostly are screaming. Yeah, and it's easy to understand why. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tubin has been included in several compilations of classic arcade games. <laughs> the old Midway Arcade Treasures for the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, the arcade Party Pack. Uh, this game, uh, of course, also got, uh, recently in 2021, it got an Arcade 1-Up uh, treatment. Is one in, oh, really? one of their games. That's kind of yeah. neat, yeah. Uh, this game has been referenced or parodied in The Simpsons, Family Guy, Robot Chicken, South Park. Everybody knows about Tubin. 
It's like it's a which cultural is weird because I don't remember it being that popular at the time. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit now. Before we move on to the Amiga port, Aaron, tell me about your experience playing the arcade game. You know, I I really like this game, and I and for a bunch of reasons, it's unique. It's got a unique look, like you mentioned. It's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. It's got great music. Great. It's fun. It's a fun game. It's the kind of game you would you would put beside you know at your local pool or you know or or somewhere where everyone's happy. It's a fun game. Even when you get killed a lot, it's fun. Uh, it's totally wacky, which is great. You're right. You go through all the different time periods, the stuff with the ice and the polar bears and the creature of the black lagoon, all that crazy stuff. It's super fun. The river sticks. And the fact that you play two players simultaneous is fun. And the controls, this is one of those games that you play it and you know the controls are wacky and you're not going to have pinpoint, that controls are the game mm-hmm. a lot of, in a lot of ways. And so you sort of, they are masterable. You can get in there and get good at it, but it takes some, it takes a lot of tries you know, to get into I it. I like a good button mashy game. Yeah. You know, give me a track and field, something like where I can really go to town. And what's great, like you said on this game, is when you got two players and they're, you know, it's just, it's really, really fun. Uh, if this game had a joystick like the home ports, it loses something. I'm not going to say it loses everything, but it loses something. I will say, and we'll get to it, but I, I, I think they did a pretty decent job converting the controls to the home version without making it lame. Mm-hmm. If you just steered your guy around the water, that would suck. Right. That's not the game. Right. you know. But yeah, it's a fun game. It's also a game that where it's even amusing to watch your guy get killed sometimes. It's real fun to see your buddy get killed. You can screw your buddy over by ramming him, which is always a good time stealing the cans. That's always fun. It's just a game that I always enjoy. Now, not everyone enjoys this game. I know that. But for me, hey. And the thing is, I, once again, you've got all the minds of Atari, the geniuses there, and they're masters at being creative and being a, trying something different. And they took parts of what they learned in a game like Paperboy, but this game doesn't play like Paperboy. It's it's not a sequel to Paperboy. It's really got nothing to come with Paperboy except for the there are some gameplay elements, but they took good stuff. And they, and they made it a fun game. That's what I like about it. It makes me feel happy when I play mm-hmm. it. Well, let's talk about the Amiga version now. So the Amiga version of Tubin uh, was ported by Teak London. T-E-Q-U-E. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, that. We've, we've come across them a few times over the years. Yeah, they, they worked on Badlands, uh, Dragon Breed, and Xenon 2. Uh, and uh, the programmer of the Amiga version was Sean Hollingworth. He worked on Soccer Kid. Uh, graphics were done by Mark Potente, who did Legends. Remember Legends, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the music was done by Matt Furness. Uh, he did uh, the music in a game we just recently covered on Amigos, Castle Master. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Although I don't remember that game having a ton of great music. I think it maybe just had the stirring love theme, yeah. and that was it. So, um the game itself, if you compare it to the the arcade original, the thing that stands out mostly, to me at least, is that uh, this game is a, another example of a vertically oriented play field that has been squashed together to make it a, uh, a, a screen-filling experience. Yeah. A four-by-three, if you will. You get a little more real estate in this one than you did in the arcade. You think so? Well, I think I it's mean, the other way around. Do you really you think get, so? You get, more, you get more horizontal space. But you get yeah. much, much less vertical no, that, space. You yeah, get about exactly. Half. You get more. You get more horizontal space. The problem is, 
in this game, that it would be nice to get both. Right, right, <laughs> right. Put that way. You know, vertical space is important in this game because you need to know what's coming up. Right. You need to know what's coming up. And Tubin, we should talk a little bit more about the actual mechanics of the game. So as you paddle down the river, uh, in the Amiga version, what you essentially do is you use your button to paddle and you use your stick to kind of steer yourself left or right. It's kind of like tank controls. Well, no, you sort base. of like, you. I thought you, uh, I, when I played this, you sort of like moved up and jet down to sort of paddle and the button would shoot your can. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. That's what you do. That's what you do. So in this game... Let's talk about shooting the cans, okay? Yeah. So this game is not an ecologically conscious game. Well, no, you're picking up the cans. Well, you're so theoretically the, you're throwing you, them out of the water. You pick up cans and then you throw them at your adversary. So uh, as you make your way down, this this game kind of plays like an inverted paperboy, uh, where instead of moving up a road throwing papers at things, you're moving down a river throwing cans at things. Um, and the the difference is in Paperboy, your main job is to throw things and stuff. In this game, you can get really, really far without throwing a single can. Although you're going to get to a point, you really need to throw a lot of cans to if, to ensure you're non death because they put stuff in bad spots and the cans like you can use the cans in ways I don't think people understand. Like for example, when you go through the gates, there can be like a stick out of the water. Right. Like, you, you can actually throw hit it, right it. Away, yeah. and when you hit it, you'll sometimes they'll give you more cans mm -hmm. for, or treasure. Something like that, or you can uh, also knock out the fishermen on the side of the, of the screen. You can hit stakes and stuff that'll stun them. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll go away. Even like hippos, you can hit with them and they'll go away. Right. Know? So the cans are important. You really mastery of the cans in this is as important as mastery of the actual moving of the guy. And that is where I would. This is the part of tubing that I'm not very good at. Is throw, throwing cans is very difficult because you are in Paperboy when you throw a paper. There's only one place to throw it. Yeah. You just you just let Left. it go. Right. You just let it go. In this game, you have to kind of aim your body to throw the can at the right place. You have to. It's because it the uh, you move your tube like uh, the hands on a, uh, a compass, basically. It's it's like, bam, you kind of go around in like ticks, you know, mm. like I'm saying. So, you know, what we need this is a rotary dial, right? Yeah. It'd be great. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but when you move your guy around, you have, you like, if you need to shoot something on the left, you've got to. Turn your guy totally left, mm -hmm. then shoot. Mm -hmm. Your guy will not just throw like off the side. He has right. to be perfectly dead on the target. Exactly. Really, your guy's begging to get killed. He is. is basically what he's doing. And while you're turning your body around, many, many things are swimming towards you rapidly to kill you. Yeah. Swimming towards you, flying <laughs> towards you, falling on right. you. <laughs> this game features an evil auto like dude in the in the form of a Chinese dragon, or I guess it's an alligator, but That's it looks right. like a, it looks like a Chinese dragon. It looks like it's got a long tail. It's in the it. water, is yeah. why. Yeah. If yeah. you if you if you da dilly dally too long or take too long to get to gates, then he'll come out, and, yeah. and you have to run away from the, him. Uh, the, the humans on the edge of the screen, it escalates quickly. In the first level, you've got a guy doing some fishing, right? And yeah. he's not really in your way. The second level, you've got a guy with a rifle full-on shooting yeah. you. Yeah, the fisherman, you're, what you're actually running over is this bobber and mm -hmm. the hook. Right. And uh, which is funny, but he that he's a fly fisherman. Mm -hmm. It's sad that we know this, but we live here. Yeah. And so that's why he's continuously taking the reel in and out. Mm -hmm. So you can time it or you can just batch him with a <laughs> Unfortunately, can. Unfortunately, fly fishermen rarely use bobbers. That's so they, true. <laughs> that's true. We got lucky that this guy does. Yeah. Um, this game is a lot like Xevious in that there's no well, there's no stopping point. The levels are that's gonna be the first time those words have ever been uttered. <laughs> well, no. hey, I've got Xevious on the brain as you do. Uh, this game, oddly, 
uh, in the you 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 um, in the Amiga version, you start in the water, you end in the water. Yeah. In the arcade version, they actually show you at the starting line, jump into the river. I would have liked to have seen that in the yeah. Amiga version. Put a yeah. little something in there. The for arcade me. version's got a lot more pizzazz yeah. than the Amiga version. This game, you're floating down an infinite river, and whenever you go to the next zone, basically the, the details of the current river zone you're on just sort of fade away. The next river loads into view. Yeah. Um, I was able, this game gives you four credits. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to get pretty far. Yeah. Pretty far on four Yeah, credits. yeah, yeah. You can go pretty well on it. This game, it really, it is a game, especially the Amiga version in particular, it's more fun with two people. Me and the Brent used to play this back in the day. And it is a lot of fun because there's a, you're, you're ramming your buddy in the obstacles. It's a much harder game with two people. And even if you try to work together, mm-hmm. this isn't like Gauntlet or something where you're like, you can team up and do great. Right. You're probably boned. <laughs> yeah. Because there, there's, there, there's not that much space and there's so many targets and stuff coming at you. But the one thing that I like about, and I, we'll talk about what I like about the Amiga version of this, uh, the much maligned Amiga version, which we'll get to, uh, this captures the spirit of the arcade version. It's got great songs. Mm-hmm. The graphics are good. Are they arcade perfect? No, but they're good. They, uh, it doesn't have the changing rivers. Yes. Does it give you mostly changing enemies? Yes. It doesn't have as many enemies as the arcade does, if I'm honest. You don't see the submarines. You don't see like the the demon stuff. There's a lot of stuff you don't see, but it's got some of the of the bad guys in it, which mm-hmm. is fun. Uh, and there's a good time to be had here. The, the as you go through the gates, the more you hit the gates, the less points you get. So if you're trying to go for points, you, that's a fun way to try to get, become more accurate. Uh, the fact that you can go backwards as the screen moves forward is unique in a, in a game like this. So you can actually, if you miss a gate. Even though the screen's on a hard roll, you can sort of back up as fast as you can. Right. You know, just like, okay, you got to get and through the, that game. And there are also some places where you have to backtrack right. to get to certain items. Like, there's things. usually goodies in there, yeah. like cans or a beach ball or mm-hmm. whatever you can go in there and get. Uh, but, I mean, I personally always liked this on the Amiga. In fact, I always thought the Amiga had a real good version of this, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Uh, and I thought it was real fun. I mean, is this a game you're going to sit and play for six hours straight? No. This is one of those games you just load up occasionally, you play a few rounds of it, and then you move on. It's not a, an all-time great at home, but it is fun. And the arcade, if you can, if you play the arcade versus, you've got a lot more, there's a lot more pizzazz to that one. You can probably get a little more playtime with that one. I really disagree with a lot of the way this game is scored. This is one of these games where you have a continuously upticking score. Yeah. And I, I just think that's dumb. You don't need to have that. You should just, you should just, you should be get, you should get points because what it does, whenever you hit something with your, with your can, it's like five hundred points. But you've got eight zillion points for just being in the river. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it I undermines it's survival time yeah, points. It, it undermines the, another reason to throw the cans. Like I said, I was able to get. I played for a long way on four credits, and I threw maybe like two or three cans because, like you said, the aiming is so precise. That I found myself whenever I would try to get myself lined up, I'd immediately die because I wasted too much time. I mostly used the cans to knock away obstacles that right. are in front of me, right. and they work great for that. You know, in fact, I, 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 this week was the first time I realized you could 
I always just avoided stuff, but I didn't realize you could like hit sticks. I didn't and realize that either. And so that helps a lot. I got a lot farther once I figured that what out. What I wish they would have done in this game, in the arcade version, the Amiga version, there's just not enough buttons. But I yeah. wish that they would have made this more like Paperboy in that you can't, you know, throwing, throwing. They should have just had like throw left, throw right, throw center. And be able to hit the guys because I wanted to be able to nail those fishermen, you know. Or There'd be hunters. a defender level of buttons right. at that point. <laughs> right, though. I know. That's I know. the problem. What I would have liked to have seen, hear me out with this. Yeah. Rotary stick. Yeah. And then directional buttons for firing the can. How would you move forward and backward? You just flow. You flow with the river. Wow, I'm glad you didn't design this game, Bode. <laughs> Let me ask you, since you looked into this, it, to me, it doesn't seem like the Amiga version has all the different rivers. Does it have them all? Because I didn't see the docks I area. I didn't get to the part where you could see Mars. I never saw that. I, I, I wasn't. I saw like basically what we're seeing is what I see, what I saw when yeah. I played this game. So I'm not sure if you keep on going. It did seem to loop a lot more. So I would wager that they didn't include all of the rivers in this game. Yeah, I didn't cheat on this. I mean, I played a square game, and I just think, I didn't get far enough to see. I guess everything, or maybe I did. Well, and the thing that I like also is that this is a game that has multiple pieces of music in it. Yeah. You play and, and then eventually... And it fades in and yeah, out. It fades in. I've never, I wish that more games did that. I mean, how many games we play there is no music? In this game, there's three <clears> or four <throat> tunes that play and they're all good. They're you know quality it, songs. You know what it reminds me of because of, of the pr premise of the game? It reminds me of like when you're like at like a, an amusement park you know, and you're one of those boats, mm -hmm. and you go from, like, one little scene to another, and that's the way it works. Yeah. They sort of fade out, then you kind of float toward the other one, and it floats, mm -hmm. and it comes in. It's sort of the same thing. I love those kinds of rides. Me too. That should be a game. Yeah. You could do, I mean, they've got the ones now where you shoot the laser right. gun from it. That's lame. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just want to see stuff. I want to sit in the seat and move, let the world move by me and see crap. Have you been to Disney World before, the yeah. one in Florida? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you did you get on the It's a Small World yeah. ride? it's see, the same sort of deal. Like, why do you get on that, though, right? Because it's, it's because it's it's cool in there. That's why you yeah, get on it. That's right. It's the only reason. <laughs> but you know, this playing a game like Tube, and it really does. It's here we are. It's the heat of summer, right? In real life, mm -hmm. right? As we record this, and here are guys. They're these guys are whooping, hollering, having a good time. They're going down the river in their tube. That looks like a lot of fun. This looks like the kind of crap my dad would do. Complete with people be shooting at you, trees falling out <laughs> of the sky. And the two, I will say, whoever planned this race is evil. Because this river is unstable. The Amiga mm. version, trees are falling everywhere. There's crap in the river. People, There's just rocks that fall off the mountains on top mm -hmm. of you. And the, the timing, much like paperwood, the timing of the obstacles is uncanny. That's right. As it soon will, as you're about to fall by, here it comes. It will, stuff will float on you, mm -hmm. fall on you. It'll hit you, stab you. I mean, it's brutal. This is like the cannonball run of, of these kind of, of, of tubing rallies. So I don't want to suggest that. Also, I like the fact that in some parts of the game, and this is in the arcade too, you'll go over falls. You'll also get caught by currents where you don't even touch the controls. They just sort of sweep you for a mm -hmm. little while, mm -hmm. which I like. The arcade has even like little streams that will catch you. Yeah, the, this, the, this one doesn't have that. The water effects in the arcade version are yeah. a lot cooler because they kind of they show you how the river is running. Yeah. So, you know, whenever you're about to hit a rapid, you can see it coming up. Uh, but I would say graphics-wise, I would say they did, a, a, you know, I'd say I put it an 8 out of 10 in terms of recreating the graphics of the arcade. I thought graphically they did a, a pretty decent job. Yeah. I thought they did a pretty, I mean, the water effects aren't as cool, obviously, mm. but I mean, that was a custom hardware from the arcade right. 
Right. That was out after the Amiga. Right. So, I mean, what do you want here? Well, we're, you're not going to get it all. We're getting to the point now where arcade to Amiga conversions, they're going to have to make some sacrifices. Right, right. What I would love to see is JOTD get in there and do a, do a tapper-like port. This would be uh, a tough one, one, though, because, again, it's it, you said 88, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's well... The Amiga was well in, in, yeah. in, in by that tricky. point. It would be Think tricky. about the guy that had to do this port, as we look at it, which is the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be fun to... We don't get to compare the Amiga to the Game Game Boy Color all that often. Did you ever play the Game Boy Color? No, this? but I'll tell you who did the music for this, Mr. Alistair Brimble. I've heard of him. <laughs> wow, he's everywhere, isn't he? Yeah. Now, I will say they took a little bit different tack with the rib, with the water effects in the Game Boy Color version. It looks like our man's having some problems yeah, getting, he's stuck getting around. Water. They got a couple of too many uh, adult beverages yeah. before he entered the tube. This is like, like if I was in there yeah. after a few. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Can you imagine in real life having to get in this lake and try to survive? No. My God, I'd be dead of in time. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's a, you know it's an interesting take. Obviously, the the Amiga and the Game Boy Color are probably pretty comparable in what they can do. And uh, the the Game Boy Color just they they took a different tack in terms of uh, the way they do the water effects. It looks a lot more weird. Was the Game Boy Color? <laughs> I mean, was it more than a Game Boy that had color? I mean, would they upgrade the processor and stuff? It, in it? I believe it was. I believe it was slightly more, but yeah. not really. Uh-huh. Okay, I would assume the Amiga would be more advanced yeah, than the, that. Yeah, the, the, the Game Boy Advance was the big, the big stuff. Although I will say the uh, Game Boy's water effects look pretty good. Yeah, they look okay. Both of them use that cycling technique mm. that we all know know and love so well. Uh, but uh, yeah, good stuff uh, on the. I like both. I like this game. I like the arcade game. If you like one, you'll probably like the other one. If you only had one to play with, this is this is the one to play, the Amiga version. And it, But, I mean, if you've got access to the arcade version, that's the one to play. I don't think the Amiga version brings anything to the table that you're not going to get in the arcade version, unless you just want to play this on a 4x3 screen. But. Right, right. Now, the magazines, Aaron, were not kind. I saw it. I was stunned at this. Yeah, the average magazine rating 72%. Why do you think that was? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I looked through... Like, this has a horrible score on Lemon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a, under five. Mm-hmm. And people in the comments section were just killing it. And I thought, these people must be nuts. And I went down and looked at the magazine scores, and they were low. I mean, some of them were real low. Yeah, like Amiga Power, 39%. I saw that. Those guys are nuts. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, we've played uh, more than most Amiga games. This is a fun, lighthearted conversion that you can play. I, don't, I think this is an easy... B game, you yeah. know, or maybe a C plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to fight a guy out a 70 mm-hmm. score on this, but something like a, a, a 30, that's ridiculous. Plus, how many games can you play that are like this, that have multiplayer, simultaneous multiplayer play? And this does bring something special to the table in multiplayer. So, yeah, throw these scores out. And th- even throw out the Lemon score. And I usually really think Lemon, they do a pretty good job there. But I think people... A lot of people just straight up said they didn't like this in the arcade. Right. So I don't know. Maybe the and game, a game like this, the time has passed. Yeah. You know? And if you don't like the arcade version, you're not going to like the Amiga version. No. So no. And also, go. get your head checked if you don't <laughs> like it. I'll say it. We got a review, some reviews here on Discord. Uh, David Hearn Ryder writes Tubin is a competent conversion of a mediocre Atari coin op. Making your way down the river, avoiding obstacles while throwing cans might sound rad, but it doesn't take long before you're ready to move on to something else. The limited scope and appeal are more an issue with the arcade parent than the Amiga conversion. There you go. Seven old tires out of ten. Uh, we got a review from Mr. Pajaco6502. He writes, It's not a game I gravitate to, but it's a fun one to play. 
The Amiga should be able to pull this game off with ease, and this version is good, but it doesn't feel like it makes good use of the machine. Graphics are nice, sound is great, but Tubin on the Amiga stumbles a bit with its sprite collision. Your player will get stuck on things or you'll lose a life by hitting killer obstacles you don't appear to have touched. Plus, the movement is slower and feels like there is a wider turning circle than the arcade. You can't turn on the rapids and the music will just stop for a couple seconds before restarting, which makes the game seem a bit unfinished. But shocker, we get music and sound effects, so I'll give it a big thumbs up for that. Part of the problem with today's tech is that I can easily switch between playing home ports and arcade versions at the drop of a hat, so some games get an unfair comparison these days. But for those who didn't have regular arcade access back in the day, this would have been a good substitute, although it could have done with more polish. Also, some of the 8-bit ports are more playable. 7.5 out of 10. P.S. Why did they make you push up on the joystick to move down the screen? Isn't that just a weird choice? It's it because controls are part of it. See, I think that's a perfect example, of, and it, not that rag on Bajaco. It's a perfect example of somebody that I don't think they played the arcade that much. That this thing, you can get hung up on stuff all the time. If you get anywhere near it, it's the way the arcade is. The music fades in and out in the arcade too. That's part of the game. Mm -hmm. The controls are part of the game. I mean, and also getting on the Amiga for not being able to graphically pull this off isn't fair. This came out after the Amiga was around, for God's sakes. And the hardware was good. It was good. Atari had good stuff. You know, it's, this is not an easy thing to pull off with 100% arcade accuracy. I mean, maybe an AGA machine could do it. Or, or you know, if you someone, like you said, if one of the boys really went after it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you look at this in the arcade, graphically, it's very impressive. I, I've always thought. I think so, too. You know, and so I think you're asking a lot for a direct, you know, pixel-to-pixel -pixel, uh, uh, comparison here, conversion to the Amiga. I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, again, the game's not for everyone, but I, I like it. It's lighthearted fun. I but. did look this up on eBay, Aaron. Yeah. You can get your own copy of Tubin for the Amiga loose for about six bucks. Oh, man. Uh, it's a yeah, easy pickup. Or this was actually part of the TNT compilation, uh, which included Zybots, Tubin, APB, Dragon Spirit, and, and Driven. Uh, and uh, this weird. you can get <laughs> what a weird. all of those games as part of the TNT compilation for around 17 bucks plus a ton of money for shipping to the United States. Yeah. Don't buy that and ship it to the United States. It's that, not worth it. That's weird. I'll, I'll, I'll do like the box on this thing too. Listen, all I'm going to say to close the shop on this when it's summertime and you can't go outside, hop in the river, load up tubing, have yourself a good time. Are you a sketchy tech? Do you have the right tools for the job? Have there been incidents Next time, don't try to fix it yourself. Send your broken Amiga to Retro Rewind. Get a full diagnostic, a reasonable estimate, and the peace of mind knowing that your machine is in the hands of real technicians with decades of experience and cutting-edge repair equipment. Save 10% off your repair with the promo code AMIGOS10. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for supporting this episode. The game. All right, Aaron, what do we got coming up next week? Who knows? Let's find out. Bam. We don't even know. We don't even mystery. know. It's mystery time. This is the final week of the Amigos Summer of Arcade as we are uh, lounging around somewhere in the middle of July. Uh, but we'll be back next week on our regular schedule, recording live every Friday night. Please join us then for our mystery game. We'll see you then. And until then, adios. adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. 
Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigospodcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.